It's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch. Today, The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Hey, Movie Maniacs, my name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother Dusty. Dusty, what is going on? Dude, I am literally wearing a danger vest right now. I'm <laughs> seriously, I bought a vest. So here's what happened. So I really enjoy hunting. Um, I l- enjoy being out in the outdoors. I really like camo, the camo camouflage. Not like the, the uh, I don't know, military style camouflage. We know back in the 80s, like Rambo. Not that style, but the type that looks like you're wearing a forest. I like that kind. <laughs> and so I w- I'm in a, a hunting Facebook group. And I hunt to get meat. I like. I love having meat. I can feed my family. I try to tell my wife, "Hey, it's a it's a cheap way to get meat." But no, it's actually really expensive because you have to pay for gas driving there, food for while you're hunting, ammunition, license tax. Anyways, long story short, it's not. A, I, I just kind of use that as an excuse. But anyways, um, I'm a part of a group, a hunting group in Facebook, and somebody posted, "Hey, at this Walmart, which is right down the street from me, at this Walmart, there's a rack for clearance camo stuff, and it's like four dollars each." And I saw it. I was like, Ooh, oh, I got in the car, zoomed over there. Too bad everything was like extra large. Or no, no, it's not extra large. Triple X, oh, like geez. 3X. And so it was gargantuan. But there was a vest there. And I was like, I put it on. I was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and buy it. It was only $4. And I never really wear, I, actually, I take that back. I never wear vests. I've never <laughs> worn a vest. And I'm putting it on. I'm like, dude, I actually really like wearing a vest. <laughs> it is so comfortable like it keeps your core really nice and warm but your arms are free like oh my goodness and so i'm wearing a danger vest i don't get it are you shirtless under the vest or just or a shirt underneath a t-shirt oh i, I no i have a t-shirt oh uh, too bad I mean, man <laughs> <laughs> now, you look heck of cool the next time you take uh, uh melissa out to flemings for dinner in just a vest <laughs> a camo vest there, there was a dude in uh when i played football at fresno state um when i played football this dude would wear vests and not a t-shirt underneath like literally just wear the vest like a sweater vest and just wear that i was like i don't know why but that looks cool i don't know it's weird but it looks cool (laughs) at least on him it looks really cool i couldn't pull it off so uh but anyways yeah i'm wearing a t-shirt underneath but uh, yeah when i saw oh rex danger vest i love that yeah 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 that was (laughs) i really love that joke when uh you know they both found out they wear vests and then the raptor says vest friends (laughs) that was funny i I almost died. I saw that because you, you obviously you read it. You don't know what they're saying with their mm-hmm. sound. I was like, oh, dude, that's so good. <laughs> that was good, man. They A lot of really creative, smart humor, just like in the first Lego movie in this one. I uh, You could tell it was written once again by uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller, the same guys who did that one. And I think they did a good job with the humor. Yeah. So... Um, I'm so glad we get to go back to watching movies. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching old movies, especially ones we like. Um, and, but I do also actually, I, I mostly prefer watching new movies and good movies. And so I'm glad to be able to go back to the theater and watch a good movie. Um, and hopefully we're going to have a few more like Alita's coming up. I know we're probably going to do that one. Uh, but there's going to be a lot, a lot of movies. Oh, um, Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel's coming out. So there's a, a good season of new movies coming out. So I'm super excited to go watch those as well. So am I. I'm so kind of, uh, the coming months are going to be good, I think. Absolutely. So now looking at the Lego part two, I tried my best. Well, two things. One, I don't watch trailers. So I was super excited that I didn't know anything about the movie, which was great. Uh, but two, I was trying to not get my hopes up because first one was so part one or the first part was 
so amazing, in my opinion. Like, I give part one an A, almost an A+. plus. Like, I can watch that over and over again, especially with my kids. They just love, love, love that movie. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but just thinking about how you can be let down with part two. So let me ask you, before I tell you about what I think, what did you think about part one versus part two and you know the whole nuance of a sequel? Uh, part one was definitely a better movie on like five times better even, you know, I think this one for me, yeah, you're right about that. Sequels, oftentimes things feel played out. They don't do anything new. It feels old. Um, and I think this one suffered from, for me, it suffered from two other very recent Lego movies coming out in Lego Batman and Ninjago, which I didn't see Ninjago, but it just feels like the whole Lego space. It's not played out exactly, but the novelty of seeing Legos on screen, that's not enough to carry it through four movies. You need really good stories and really fun, I don't know, really fun inventive storytelling and stuff. Like if you think about all of the, you know, Toy Story movies and Cars stuff, it's all animation the whole time, basically the same animation. But the stories are so good that you want to keep watching those movies. The sequels are almost as good as the first ones. And and this one, I don't think the story was as good as it could have been or should have been to really capture my uh, imagination. And you know my what love they could it. have used, and I, I'm I'm on on board. And there's a couple of things I want to say, but you know what they could have used is more cowbell. <laughs> yep, they that's could, right, huh? <laughs> absolutely, they could have used more cowbell. Why in the world was Will Ferrell not in the movie? Like you hear his voice, but you didn't see him at all. Like was he in the background of? Um, uh, of his, ba- oh, sorry, he's in his basement just recording the audio. And let me just send it over to you, like we do on our podcast. Like, why was he not in the stinking movie? Will Ferrell would have done so much good in the movie. I agree with you there, but uh, I, I 100% I agree. I think they didn't put him in because now you have somebody who can break up the fight between brother and sister, and then now you're going to have the story. It would be a completely different story if Will Ferrell was there building his own or continuing to build his own universes instead of what looks like he's giving his kids full reign. A guy who obviously loved Legos more than anything now is letting his kids do everything with the Legos and he's not concerned with it anymore. It feels kind of, it felt off to me. It felt wrong. To have Will Ferrell in it? No, to not have him in because the guy was such a big fan of Legos. He should have been an integral part of this story as well. Completely agree. And plus, Real Pharaoh is just, even though he, he's super um, uh, eccentric, uh, he is very, very funny. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I missed him. I was like, man, is that even Real Pharaoh's voice? But it was, you know, when I first saw the uh, um, uh, president business. And, uh, but oh, going back to what you're thinking about the Lego, the novelty of the Lego being a movie, just that in itself, um, I, I'm right there with you. But I would have to disagree, or I don't know if I disagree, if it's that the way, I don't know which way you think about it. But the Batman movie was fantastic. I really thoroughly enjoyed the Batman movie. We watched it like seven to eight to 10 times. Like very, very creative. I love the Batman um, him himself, like the character. Like it's so funny. He says what I'm thinking. Like I was like, oh man, he <laughs> says the things that I don't say. <laughs> so mm-hmm. This guy's awesome. Totally. But yeah. um, I didn't watch Leg. Uh, my kids liked Lego Ninjago movie. But it's not their favorite. And so I didn't really watch it. I probably should have, but it was just kind of like, eh. Didn't really want to. We didn't have any draw to the characters. But 
first Lego movie is fantastic. Loved, loved, loved Batman um, as well. And this movie, I would say it doesn't match up to the, to the first one. But at the same time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And when I look back at what the first Lego movie did, it, I mean, it, it broke. It was so creative and had so many things in there that was like, wow, that is just a super awesome storytelling as well as just fun bringing, uh, you know, real world Lego stuff together and bring it to life. That was really good. And so the storyline wasn't as um, groundbreaking, but at the same time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked the um, the nuances of everything from the Sistar system to the um, Armageddon, you know, that, those type of uh, being really creative in that thinking. And then also the arc that the story went, you know, it, you make a couple twists and turns and makes you kind of look one way and then it has to, oh, that's not actually like, she's not bad. And uh, it was it was a good good movie, but let's say if I and I would give the Lego movie an A plus, the first mm-hmm. one, an A plus. This one I give it a B plus because it was good. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'll watch it again. But it wasn't like um, you know the first one. So what rating would you give the Lego Part Two or second mm-hmm. part? I give it a C minus. I didn't enjoy it that much. I was falling asleep throughout the middle of it. Um, it just wasn't all that fun to me anymore. It felt like a rehash of the first quite a bit. I I agree in the middle of it where they start, you know, they meet, uh, I can, you know, whatever her name is. I think it's actually what her name was. Uh, that queen. Whatever. That whole, yeah. That whole middle part was rather, It's it wasn't really slow. It just was so like dark or weighty might mm-hmm. be a good word. And I, it just didn't uh, carry me through too well. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's where I, that's the downside I saw in the movie was that that middle part, the second act was just too weighty. Yeah, I can, I can agree with you there. And they did a lot of, not the exact same songs, but like kind of twists on everything is awesome song and some other ones. And, and I just wasn't a fan of really any of the songs that they used. I didn't like the actual musical numbers. What I did enjoy was Queen Whatever, all those Duplo box blocks, like the Duplo style of animation. Uh, was pretty awesome seeing her move around and and turn into different shapes and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's my feeling on Queen Whatever. Yeah. So I actually really liked, I'm, uh, I'm not a fan of musicals, but I liked the play on Everything is Awesome, where everything is not awesome. Is that what it was? Everything is mm-hmm. not awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I thought that was really creative, a new way to um, do something that we all know in a different way. Uh, so I, I thoroughly liked it. So I guess, obviously, I liked it a little more. I really, really like Emmett. Like, his character is so funny to me. Like, it yeah. just laugh my butt off. And when um, Lucy, is it Lucy, right? His girlfriend? Uh-huh. Lucy sees him and says, did you draw stubble dots on your face? And he's like, no, and wipes it. And it's all smudged out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Like, I, I was, I literally laughed out loud when I saw that in the theater. Yeah, there was some good parts like that. I would agree with you there, so... um but uh, yeah, overall, I'm just not a big fan of. But you know, you said you like the change on those songs and stuff. It all felt a bit derivative to me. It felt like the exact same thing with small twists. It felt, I mean, they do a good job. Lord and Miller do a good job writing, but it felt like a lazy way to approach things. When the whole intro scene with him going to get coffee, seeing the woman with the cats again, kind of the same jokes over again, just tweaked a little bit. I think that's what I didn't really enjoy about it. It just felt old. Oh. Uh. I guess I, the way I see it is a little different because um, in the storytelling, you're seeing how things have changed, but they're similar. But Emmett hasn't changed. He has mm-hmm. not changed. He's still the same Emmett. 
Yeah, I the, like the same Emmett like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of the other things change. And so it's kind of hard to, um, in a sequel, people, I wouldn't say they're expecting the same things. But I guess the way I see it is a little differently. I enjoyed that whole scene because it really showed the world that it has changed. But it did harken back to the, like, you can't just, in my opinion, you can't just completely do away with part one and act like it literally never existed um, and try to create everything all fresh and brand new. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, when the kitties came by and all that sort of, and the, the, the sewer babies, you know, that was different, you know, but that whole, that whole thing, it was, it, it felt okay to me. And I wasn't, I wasn't, um, um, like it didn't sit negatively. Mm-hmm. I just said, Oh, this is cool. You know, this is great. Plus I'm sitting with my kids. Did you take your boys there? Yeah, I did. And, um, I what think Dana liked it a lot. Mason was kind of iffy on it. Um, and then Denise was kind of, meh, she felt, felt the way I did. Yeah. Melissa, my wife, she didn't care for it very much. She said, you know, the first one was better. I'm like, I completely agree. It's mm-hmm. hard to top the first one unless they redo, literally do everything all over. But then you lose the characters. You lose so much about the nuances of the first movie. And so I, the way I try to look at it is part one and part two, if I were to watch it all as one movie, then like from beginning to end, like not have, even have a skip, uh, or a time-lapse at all, you know, five years. Um, it would play really well together because it'd be the same movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does work. That work. That makes a lot of sense to me. But um, I don't know that I'm ever going to watch this one again as well. Uh, so I don't know that I'm going to watch them back to back like that to get a feel for what that is. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you. And so if I didn't want to watch it again, I wouldn't have given it a B plus. I almost gave it an A minus, but I think it was that middle part that that kind of drug me down. But another thing that was a little more. Um, I, I guess I was just not a big fan of was Rex Danger Vest being apparently like the bad guy. But I did, I do completely understand he's not necessarily the bad guy. He just, they're showing the storyline of a person shifting their personality, not not shifting, that's not the best word, but like getting rough and, and what Lucy wanted him to be. I, you know, seeing that whole lesson of him or her trying to change him and him actually changing and her realizing, oh crap, this is not the what it should have been. Like he shouldn't be Rex Dangerous. He shouldn't be bad. He should be the normal Emmett. This is what I love about him. Um, but I could see how that storyline really helps to fulfill that lesson. Um, but at the same time, for some reason, just it didn't sit right that Rex was the quote unquote antagonist or bad guy what do you think yeah i am i I agree with that and that led to my first lesson uh was how you respond to your situations up to you you can let it change you for the better or for the worse and and you're right in this one emmett changed for the worse and ended up actually affecting everything and basically destroying his own world if they can't play with legos anymore what's he gonna do you know yeah i think that's a a great lesson say that one more time because it was um we can easily gloss over it so say it one more time so how you respond to your situations up to you, you can let it change you for the better or for the worse. Now, what Emmett did was he kind of viewed himself as a victim. And so he let it really affect him in a negative way. And so, I mean, it's up to you how you respond to everything that happens in life. That is a great, great point. So my point goes directly into it. But before I get into my point, um, I, I, in the exact same way, when I was thinking about Rex and Emmett, Emmett, through all the junk and everything, he has not changed. And so for him to change just being underneath the dryer, I was thinking that doesn't fit well for me or doesn't sit well in the storytelling. Like um, Emmett's personality, it didn't seem like that would actually work. But then again, you know, I'm, I'm probably splitting hairs. I just didn't see him changing into Rex Danger Vest just because he's underneath there. Uh, but I could see how they, you know, actually as they share it and as the story goes about um 
I could see how it kind of plays out. Do you, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does make sense. I'm I'm agreeing with you there. Okay, so I think those two things, you know, uh, the chogging or slogging, slow down in the middle, you know, part two um, or act two was rough, and then having Rex danger vest and the, the whole that shifting. That was I see the storyline where they were going and why they did it, but I just it, I'm not creative, so I can't think of a better way to do it. But that was just a little rough for me. So I think a better antagonist would have been much much better. You know, somebody like if she. I can't, you know, I'm not going to go there. So let me get into my first lesson going along with what you, and it's exactly as, um, along the same lines as uh, first part, don't try to change someone else. You know, obviously that's Lucy with Emmett. So don't try to change someone else. The only person you can change is yourself. Also, you do not know what's best for the other person. So maybe what you want from them is worse. And we can see that with Rex. And so the only person you can change is yourself. And you need to try to make yourself better so the other people around you benefit from you being there. Absolutely. That is a great, great lesson. Yeah. So in, in this movie, there are tons of lessons that you that we can absolutely draw. And that's what I like also about the Lego movie, um, part one and the second or part uh Lego Movie 2, the second part, um, I like how it's really, because they know kids are going to watch it, but they make it with a good moral to the story. You know, they make it really applicable for kids to take away something in a positive way, as opposed to lots of movies and things nowadays, there there isn't any moral to the story. And this one does always have, Lego Movie 1 and 2, both have good morals to the story. Without a doubt, they do. I loved it. Love that aspect of it, especially for part one, like you said. So before we get into the second lesson, what was your favorite scene in the movie? It's it's weird. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene is actually the end credits. Um, that was when I was the most tuned in. I was watching every second of that because it was really cool seeing that big spinning, you know, octagon or whatever it was, uh, uh, tumbling, or, you know, big spinning thing in the middle with all the different scenes and characters coming together and stuff. I just really like that ending. And the song that Andy Samberg and, and his buddies did, the whole end credits song was cool too. So uh, that <laughs> I guess that goes to show I didn't really think much of the rest of the movie if the end credits is my favorite. <laughs> Absolutely. It sure does show that. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That was a really creative way to do it. I, I love how they are being creative even in that. Like that's super, super awesome seeing that. Um, so my favorite scene is literally every scene. And I know I did this with, um, what was the other movie that we did? Oh, Spaceballs. But every scene with Emmett in it. Emmett is just so funny. Everything from tickling the dinosaur, like, who's a good boy? And then, <laughs> you know, he's completely like not paying attention to everything else that's going on to him wiping the stubble dust off his face. You see the streak, you know, just all that sort of stuff. I just, the the way that they wrote the character and the way that the character plays out and the way Chris Pratt, I, I think Chris Pratt's fantastic. He's, he's a great actor. Plus I think just as a person, he's a really cool dude. Um, somebody, somebody that I wouldn't mind hanging out with. And as I see him, uh, Emmett's character go through the storyline. It's just, he's so funny and they, they do a really good job of keeping the same character throughout the whole time. Like the things that he would normally do, like his personality quirks comes out all the time. And so, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I agree with you there. Yeah, that was good. All of his scenes were the best. And a lot of the stuff with just the other characters, Lucy was okay in a lot of this. I I do like her character, but I, I just, you know, it, he was the draw. Of, and oh, that reminded me, um, one of the characters that I really liked in the first movie was Morgan Freeman's Vitruvius, and he wasn't in this one at all. And I was bummed about that. 
Yeah. So what's the deal? I mean, he just literally disappears. Well, yeah, he, he was no a ghost. Idea. You know, he was a ghost, but you know, like oh, I guess that's what it was. I forgot that's how he ended. But still, he could have popped up again as a ghost. Yeah, yeah. So with the storyline, what did you think of the um, uh, our mom again? Uh, you know, and then they actually play it out, and they say, "Oh, our mom will get in." You know, and they get it out. Um, kind of play on words. But what did you think of that whole storyline with the sister system and everything? I thought that was pretty creative. Yeah, it, it was a creative way to introduce a new element to their whole Lego universe and stuff. But that leads into my Monday morning quarterback is that mom should not have, she should not have given them that punishment of putting the Legos in storage, right? The whole family loves Legos, maybe except for her. So what does she want them to do? Not play with Legos anymore and now they're just going to go to video games and not actually be creative and stuff? It seems like a terrible punishment, especially when the dad was, is such a big proponent of Legos. He shouldn't have let that be a punishment for the kids. It, it made no sense to me. I completely agree. I thought that was just... I was like, wow, just literally get rid of them because they can't, I, I, yeah, way too aggressive. But hey, there are some helicopter parents that are just rather silly. So I wouldn't hold past people to actually do that. But um, so my Monday morning quarterback goes to exactly what I said in the beginning of this podcast session. There needed to be more cowbell. Like that is absolutely Bill Farrow should have been all over that movie. Um, maybe they shouldn't want to pay him the money for it. But man, he is, he's a, he, he draws people and I was expecting to see more cowbell and, but oh well, you, you didn't. And I think it was lacking for that. Now, if I were to go to the, um, uh, do a Monday morning quarterback for the actual characters and the storyline and the, what the characters would do differently. Um, I like what you said with the mom. That's just rather weird. But, um, Emmett, he would not normally change in my opinion to be Rex danger vest and be, you know, hardened and really hate everybody. Um, I think it, uh, it, it just didn't fit right to me. And so I think Rex would have figured out a way if he got out of there, he would figure a way to go back to his people and, 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 you know, meet with them. So that's my Monday morning quarterback is he would not have changed into Rex danger vest. Yeah, I got you. That makes a lot of sense to me. Although that is a super awesome name. I think I want to be Dustin <laughs> or dusty danger vest Matsuhashi Heiner. I think that's going to be fantastic. I need to do that. No, you're screwing it up. Dusty Machete Chainsaw Danger Vest Matsuhashi Hunter. <laughs> yes. Machete Chainsaw. That was an awesome middle name uh, for Danger in the movie or Rex in the movie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, hey, you were paying attention. You actually caught that. Good. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> hey, um, uh, so we were talking about Armageddon and stuff. That goes into my my one of my lessons. It's know your parents. Some parents give open threats and they never follow through. But if you have those follow through parents that will, uh, you know, institute the punishment, you better do what they say. So in this one, they should know their mom if she is going to respond and make them put all the legos in storage then you've got to fi figure out a way to work together absolutely i mm -hmm. mean easily no hey I'm, i've warned you once i've warned you twice it seems like she kept putting it off because she knew how important it was to them but mm -hmm. yeah right there with you i know i didn't do things with my, with my parents or with our parents that um would make them mad and i know my kids are like oh daddy's gonna get mad so don't do that yep all right lesson number two is communication is the key to relationships and any relationship you have it can be it can get better or worse 
with more communication is better. Less communication makes it worse. And we know in every single movie, like, okay, this wouldn't have happened if you just told the person, hey, this is what's going on. And then it, this whole storyline would not be there if you would just opened your mouth and said that because normal people Absolutely. would talk. And so when you don't talk in a movie, it just makes it like, dude, this is just not real. And so with communication, there's many different instances where the communication is was lacking. But I do see how it was, because when you think about the reason why the Duplos were were aggressive was because that's what they thought that the little Legos needed to hear. Like, that's how only way they can communicate. And I could, I was like, that's interesting. Then I started thinking, oh, wait, this is the sister, the younger sister trying to impress her brother. And she, I could see her thinking, this is the only way to get to my brother is to be aggressive, be mean. So that really helped me to understand that it does make sense that they would be aggressive because that's what the older, the younger sister would think that the brother wants, but in everything, it's really just communication. If she would have just said, and she probably did say, um, you know, I just want to play with you. I want to play with you and, and just have our, our fun together. And if he would have received that communication, then everything would have been fine from the very, very beginning. Yeah, that's true. That's a really, really good lesson. And and that also hits home. Remember how we had our Walking Dead uh, Brothers podcast? That was such a big issue why we stopped doing the podcast and stopped watching the show. It's because characters didn't talk to each other and they they just didn't communicate. And so many problems would be resolved if they did. Easily, easily. And now I literally don't even watch that stupid show anymore. I mean, it got yeah. so bad where now they have to say, oh, the, the and I haven't watched it um, since then. But um, they say, and the last thing I heard was, oh, the walkers are evolving. Like, what? They're mm-hmm. dead. How in the world did they evolve? They, can't, they have to be alive. Anyways, I was like, they have to do something to make it better because they, they screwed up. They had um, Angela Kang being a stupid writer and now producing. And oh, it's just... Oh my goodness. Horrible, yeah, horrible, horrible. But totally, anyway, totally. <laughs> communication is absolutely the key to relationships. It is, it is. And uh, that kind of goes into my third lesson here. It's do not act with a lack of information. So uh, Emmett was out there with Rex Danger Vest, not knowing what was going on with that sister. Uh, what was it called? Sister? Sistar System? Sistar System. That's it. Not knowing what was going on there, thinking that they kidnapped his friend. So he was going to go, you know, save his friends and everything. When he got there, he just wasn't listening to them. They were telling him, no, everything's okay. But he still went through with his mega punch to break the temple. And that's what caused the third act problems, you know, or the problems that that that, that caused mom to make them put everything into storage. So he acted without a lack or with a lack of information and just screwed things up. Yeah. Good point. Along along with that point, you brought up something that I wanted to talk about. I thoroughly loved the idea where the first movie was about building, being a master builder. The second movie, it's about destroying and destroying. Like you, some, I can't remember how Rex says it, but sometimes you need to destroy in order to build or something like that. I was like, that's super creative. Like, let's destroy things, you know, with a punch. I was like, huh, I never saw that coming. What did you think about that? I thought that was a good idea. I thought that was a good take on things and a way to turn around um, part of what they were doing in the first movie and and have a new spin on it. I did enjoy the end. I like the fact that uh, they were in Apocalypse Berg, which looked like it had been destroyed and all beat up. But the colors and the garments, not garments, but, you know, the the accoutrements that everybody was wearing, it looked really cool. So I like that whole destroying aspect of Legos. And it makes sense. Kids are all about building stuff up and destroying them. So it fits right in with the with the two kids being the central focus of the movie. Yeah, I, 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 um, I like that they had the same actors 
um, you know, the, the boy and the girl that were in the first movie and now in the second movie, they're older now, five years older and everything like that. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was a smart way to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so my third lesson is it's much easier to be friends than enemies. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, well, I'll take it uh, a, a small step back. Let's say you're married and you have a spouse. It's so much harder to argue than just to say, ah, oh, you're right, I'm sorry. It's just so much easier to do that and move on and just not have strife or arguments or stuff like that. Taking that into this movie, in the Lego movie, if we if um if it would have been where instead of being fighting each other where the duplos came down and this is their their um uh, way to talk to them or way to get their attention is to be rough and tough and all that sort of stuff no no if you're just friendly if you're like if you're like an Emmett it's so much easier to get along because Emmett Emmett gets along with everybody it's so much harder when you have enemies or people that you have to you know like you're irritated with like it just takes up so much more of your energy if you have an attitude like Emmett ah whatever move on you know it, it doesn't weigh on you Absolutely. That is a great, a great, great lesson, which too many people have never learned. You know, they're, they're fine with having uh, enemies at work or enemies among their friend groups, you know, friend of a friend. And I hate that friend of a friend or, or whatever the case is. So that's a lesson a lot of people need to take up. Oh man, there was a guy that I worked with. He was a horrible dude. Um, I'm not going to say anything about where or what. So anyways, he was a horrible dude, but he had basically a list of bad people. He did not bad people. People that he didn't like, like, I, I'm just like, wow, like it, it was not like more of a metaphor, but he literally liked less people than he hated. Like he hated almost every single person. And there was like a handful full of people that he actually liked. I was like, that's a horrible way to live. Like literally you, your face literally looks bad. Like, <laughs> I just don't want to look at you. You, yeah. Like, <laughs> and so I, a long time ago, I heard this, um, say not a saying, but something that a, a big CEO of, I don't know, some big company, but, um, there was this, they were going to, he was going to hire somebody or they were going to hire somebody in general. And one of the person that they were interviewing, they had a panel and he was one of the panel, um, had a really great resume. Everything looked fantastic on him. Um, and the CEO, the guy who made the final decision, if they're going to hire him said, I don't want to hire him. And everybody else said, why? He looks fantastic. And he goes, it's because of his face. And everybody's like, what? What do you mean? It's because of his face. And he says, well, his face looks very mad and angry just at rest. And so, Angry face means an angry life. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's a great point. Like if they look mean and angry, that's how they're going to react or act and react in whatever circumstance they're going to be in. I love that. That's a really good lesson to take away for sure. Sweet. Um, now, I I was thinking with the the movie in general, it's really hard to beat sequels. And I can understand where you're going. Do you think, or, you know, with the sequel not being nearly as good and you won't watch it again. Do you think there you would watch a third, like the third part? It depends on the word of mouth. I won't go see it uh, like an opening weekend kind of a thing. I'll wait for a few weeks and hear what people have to say about it before potentially going, but it might be just an automatic red box uh, or hopefully it gets out on Netflix for free, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be different where I'm actually going to wa- definitely go watch. I'll take the kids to watch it. Mm. Um, it. It was something that we definitely enjoy as like our kids. I know your kids love Legos too, or right? I believe they love Legos, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. they do. My kids love, love Legos. Some of them love them even much more so than others. Um, I absolutely hate Legos. I Watching them on TV, it's fantastic. But 
Legos are horrible. And here's the reason why. So when we were younger, you used to do puzzles all the time. And I wanted to do puzzles so bad, but apparently I don't have the patience, the desire, the care whatsoever. And I turn, I realized I literally hate puzzles. Like absolutely hate puzzles with a passion. Mm. And so Legos are just 3D puzzles. And so it's yep. just, <laughs> I can't stand it. You know, some people can sit for hours. Let me find this one piece. No, 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 that's not for me. I'd rather manage 100 people building 100 puzzles. And I'd rather manage that rather than opposed to doing one puzzle. Yeah, I got you. I can understand that right there. So it does make sense. But that's interesting that you really do enjoy these movies. So even though you're not a Lego builder, uh, you enjoy the Lego aesthetic. I, yeah, I absolutely appreciate it. It's, it's really, really cool. And I love the storytelling aspect of being able to use um, Legos and it's a different rather it's just a whole new play on things so it's really good yeah cool beans so um uh, oh what movie prop would you take away from this movie that was such an easy answer for me oh Rex Dangerfest's ship the fist ship I Uh thought that was super awesome that's what I would want yeah, that did look pretty cool. I like how he built it out of five different types of time machines and they showed all the Lego <laughs> versions of the hot tub time machine and Doc Brown's, you know, all that stuff. I thought that was a cool scene. Very, very good. Dude, dude you liked the movie. I don't know why you're bagging on it. There's so many things you liked about it. Nah, there's so much more. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But uh, but my prop is, I don't know what you call her, but in the very beginning, Unikitty turns into like a gigantic rampaging kitty. That Lego would be awesome. I just called it Mega Unikitty. That I love that. I, I didn't, didn't know that Unikitty could do that or would do that because I didn't watch the trailers. But super awesome. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. She looked <laughs> awesome. Like, uh, what was it? I think... Um, uh, late Lucy was like riding on her back and she was rampaging across the desert in that beginning scene. And it was just sweet looking. Yeah, that was, that really, really was. Yep. Yep. Well, um, I think we've covered everything I want to say. Was there anything that we forgot to mention? There was one thing I did want to talk about that we didn't touch on, um, is Lucy changing from being, uh, you know, the, 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 the happy, basically like Emmett and also singing. I, I loved it when Emmett was like, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> at the very end when she was on the cover of the magazine or uh, the CD, I was like, dude, that's so perfect. Like she's saying it and she hated it. I thought that was super creative. I love that. But when we talk about lessons, Lucy was trying to be something that she wasn't. And obviously she played, played along really well and she did it well for a while, but who she really was came out in the end. And, um, what did you think about that aspect of her trying to hide what she was? And then now who she is now? Oh, it, it fit right along with the first movie at the same in in the, in Lego movie part one, she was all about uh, trying to appear cool, always changing her name to be these tough names and stuff. And, and it just, it just went right along with what she's always been to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. And so with the, the thinking of maybe a, a, a one other lesson is you don't need to keep up appearances. Like you don't have to try to be something that you're not really just be who you are. And if people don't like you for who you are, who cares? They don't, they have more problems that they need to deal with. You only be who you are. Like uh, my boys um, said, Hey, you know, a friend down the street told another guy like, Hey, we don't want to play with my boys. Basically they're saying he doesn't want to play with us. I said, that's his loss. You guys are super awesome. You know, he's got problems to deal with. Don't worry about it. Move yep. on. Yep. And so, yeah, don't change who you are for anybody else. Just be yourself. And if people don't like it, who cares? There are other plenty of the people that will. Absolutely. I love that. That's a good bonus lesson for this one. Sweet. So that's, that's the last thing I wanted to talk about. 
Cool beans. Well, uh, this one was my choice. Next week, it is your choice. So what's it going to be? I was, I'm hesitant. It's, but it's a James Cameron movie, which is usually pretty good. I'm going to go watch in 3D. We're going to watch Alita. Okay. I'm down with that, man. Oh, you're going to watch in 3D as well, huh? Yeah, actually. Um, I, so I have AMC. I, AMC's right by his, right by my house. And in AMC, they have, um, I watched, I went to the website and they had a little, I don't know, um, James Cameron like video where he said, Hey, I've made this movie specifically for 3D. So you have to watch it in 3D. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. That might influence my decision of how I watch it as well. Um, I didn't realize James Cameron was a part of it. That's great. So is he a director? Is he a producer on it? Producer Robert Rodriguez. He's the one, you know, he's made plenty of movies that are, that Mm -hmm. are really futuristic or uh, a different cinematic take on it from Sin City to other ones. Um, but James Cameron is the producer. So yeah, you know, it's going to be, I, I, it seems like it's going to be pretty good. Okay, good. I'm definitely down for that. And I'll think about going to see it in 3D as well with you. All righty. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And now that you know how the two of us feel about Lego Movie 2, we want to hear your thoughts. You can leave them in the comments at the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod. 35. Alrighty then, my name is Sky. And this is Dusty. And we will return next week with Alita Battle Angel. Mm-hmm.